You're wearing a Clash t-shirt, bud. I am. It's true. It's true. Yep. This was kismet. It's kismet. What does that mean? Synchronicity. I don't know. I think Singularity? I think it's Indian for um, a large cow. Jellopodcast.com at Jellopodcast on a Twitter. Episode 41. We got a three-man pod. We do. We do. It's, we got Lucky Pierre right here, right in front of us. <laughs> Is that a nickname? They call me Pierre. <laughs> My mom calls me Pierre. <laughs> Some call me Fuss. Others call me Tide, but never call me late for dinner. <laughs> there you go. Of course. <laughs> of course. Hi, Fuss. Brian Upshaw. Bobby Brown over there. Damn right. Right on. Kismet is just... Like a singularity, we're all right. in the same consciousness. We're same wavelength. We, you know, everything seems to be coming together at the right time. Uh, coming up Millhouse, as they say. Oh, I need to light this incense. Hold on. I can't believe this episode 41. I know. Theater you're of get, the mind, 41 times. You're getting older. You're getting older now. You're maturing. The podcast is buying a house. It's, it's settling down. Yeah. Property. <laughs> When it's second divorce. (laughs) 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 We got stuff tonight. We do. It's not tonight. It's actually morning. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, Monday morning. We do this (laughs) podcast every Monday morning at 8 o'clock. Somebody pour me another cup of coffee. We're saying tonight because we've been up since last night. (laughs) (laughs) God, this drink is delicious, by the way. Yep, that's liquor, son. Ah, Uh, Capri Sun. One of the things we, we, we... we do and we fuck up on a lot. We say, we're going to talk about A, B, and C. And then we hit A and B and C just evaporate. But I know two things we're going to do tonight. That's yes. all. Yes. Loose framework. Uh, ACDC is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some people are. Our Hall of Fame induction ceremony is coming up soon. Yes. What was the other one? Japanese. Oh, Japanese game shows. Yeah. Japanese game shows. Okay. <laughs> Fight. Uh, <laughs> go team. <laughs> all right, I, I want to say this. Please okay. do. Let's, I'm going to start uh, off. I'm going to start off with saying this. First of all, fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fuck it. Fuck it. The only per, the only people that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame matters to are people who want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or have a vote that they can cast or have a vote they can cast. Probably. Um, I will. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, an example is somebody who cares about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kiss. There you go. That is an example. Those are people who care about, they make a big deal about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I, I don't give a shit about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Everybody has their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in their fucking head. By the way, True. ACDC not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, a, is like Pete Rose not being in the fucking Baseball Hall of Fame. Word. I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit too. I think who really, really cares about the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, whoever's making the money on the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. That's what I was going to ask. Who gets to vote? I, I know, like, for the movies, like the Oscars, your peers and industry professionals, I know how the CMA thing works. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is it writers? Band people, booking agents? Is it just like a cross section? I think of it's a course, consortium of okay, stuff like yeah, that. Okay. Although, again, who gets to vote? Who are those people? Because clearly they're not rock and rollers. Ooh, I, I can't even believe I, I didn't even think about this, but I know a conspiracy theory about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> okay, so um, if anybody has ever passed by or been to it, it's a huge pyramid. It's a very large pyramid, all right? at The, very, the facility? Yes, yeah, Where it's, is a, it? it's a big pyramid. It's in, uh, okay, uh, is it? Indiana? Am I about to hear the word Illuminati? 
<laughs> you might. You might. Um, I know I drove through there. Is it? Mem- it's Memphis. Is it Memphis? Is it? No, it's it's uh, Columbus, Ohio. Cleveland. 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 Home of um, Alan Freed. Hey, w- uh, very good. The birthplace um, of the term rock and roll as used for music. Yes. Yeah. Hot Alan shit. Freed. Really? Yeah. One of the very first rock and roll riots, as a matter of fact, is is attributed to Alan Freed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the top of the pyramid is a little is a. Uh, it's a box. It's a really, really fancy box, and supposedly it has Egyptian writing on it. Mm. And only one person, which is the guy, which is the president of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, has seen what is inside in the box. Right. Even when they built it and he placed it, he placed it by himself. Nobody was allowed to see what was inside the box. It's the soul of that guy from uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, thanks. It's Elvis's turd uh, from the toilet he died on. I was thinking Jimi Hendrix's dick. He wait. <laughs> so the president of the of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has been around since its inception. It doesn't cycle through different people. I don't believe so. I think it's been one standing president the entire time. I think it's How one old is guy. This guy? Um, he's, well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has not been around for that long. Oh, it hasn't. No, maybe two decades. I think maybe twenty years at the most. And yeah. it's only been televised for maybe the past eight. Nine or ten something years, like that. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's why not. they get it so fucking wrong. Then you don't remember when they were trying to gain funding for it? There no. was like a big hullabaloo. Yeah, there was like a a big thing where he was trying to pull from everybody, like Richard Branson and all these different hip rich people, to in order to enshrine these folks. Evidently, yes. before it started, yes. before they had the big building for the first several years, they didn't have the televised production, the whole show, and it was invite only. And it was real. It was legit. And people thought it was special. Oh. And then it commercialized and obviously went downhill. Became what it was. Jews got involved. <laughs> That's oh. racist. That out of the way. They just get it out there. Just get such it out there. Such a thing. <laughs> such a thing. And then it goes to work. It's a problem. Um, I will say this. Um, See, I, I, sorry to interrupt you. When I think Hall of Fame, I think the annals of time. Back. I think it's pronounced right. annals. Cable, anal candles. <laughs> yeah. 20 years. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would think that. But no, it, it, is, it is a very recent thing. I, I'll go ahead and play my uh, crazy South Austin liberal card. <laughs> um, As you I, I want to do. I have always been disappointed in the lack of representation of women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? Well, because Pat Benatar is getting in this year, they are kind of making a big deal out of it. So that, yes, and um, well, okay. So here, here it is. Uh, my opinion, and of course, it's debatable. Who invented rock and roll? It is debate debatable, but yeah, because the term is. Changed. I like to feel that I know who invented rock and roll. She was a nun. <laughs> I can stop a conversation very quick. Her name was Sister Rosetta Tharp. There there are two big people I think are missing from the Rock and Roll of Fame. It's Sister Rosetta Tharp and another woman named Big Mama Thornton. Okay. Uh, They were both the... um, SMT and BMT. There you go. They were the two women that actually were responsible for teaching people like 
Oh, okay. Uh, Big Mama Thornton wrote Hound Dog. That's incorrect. She wrote Hound it Dog. It was written by Lieber and Stoller, a couple of Jews from New York. <laughs> True story. Uh, no. She sang it originally. 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 Absolutely. She sang it originally. Like the high five. Um, but <laughs> in the same, same respect, they were the ones who were, they were the predecessors to Chuck Berry. Yeah. to Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. I mean, even Chuck Berry uh, tributes in many of his early albums to Sister Rosetta Tharp to them. On, on, uh, the, on teaching him how to play the electric guitar. And I think uh, I am not a big fan of the whole... Uh, uh, well, uh, let's be honest. Rock and roll has always been a man's game. It has. We all know that. Yeah. We know that, you know. Um, groupies are always thought of to be women, you know, mm-hmm. but in the same respect, um, I think that women have played a very, very major role, not only in playing rock and roll, but especially influencing rock and roll. They're called muses for a reason. Muses are generally women, Good point. you know, so that's my two cents. That's my, two, yeah, that's my crazy two cents. That's interesting because, yeah. you know, Tina Turner is a good example Ooh. of that. Absolutely beaten down, but. She was bigger than Ike. Oh, oh, yeah. at, at the end of the day, yeah, without a doubt. Well, Ike was huge in producing. I think wasn't that, that was his that big his thing. Deal. He was he was a creator of talent. I think you know uh, besides the whole Ike and Tina thing, yeah. but uh, yeah, of course she went on to be freaking humongous. She's but arguably huge. not rock and roll. It's R and B. Now rock and it roll is. came from R and B. That's true. Now you talked about the beginning with Big Mama. I think the first, maybe the first rock and roll song could have been Caledonia, by uh, Louis Jordan or Louis Jordan. Now, that's the one that kind of where it all started shifting. And my, from what I understand, it was all about R and B, and that's how Alan Freed got the term rock and roll is from those songs, meaning of course sex, right? Yeah. And right. then when Elvis got involved, he was the first white guy, public, you know, famous. At that least would in do Memphis. that, yeah. Sam Phillips was his famous quote was, "If I could find a white guy that sounds like a black guy, I'll make a million dollars." Right, I right. But we also know we we know even not just Elvis, but all the way up even to Led Zeppelin, even today, and to Mumford and Sons, and even Jack White. Those songs are all stolen songs. Elvis wrote two songs in his entire career. Right. Right. Two. But really? They're that not yes. stolen. Two. His hits in the 50s were also many of them from Lieber and Stoller as well. Like Poke Salad Annie and shit like that? Not Poke Salad Annie, but um, uh, a lot of those original, like Heartbreak Hotel. The Hound Dog, of course. Hound Dog. Just, yeah. Um, and, but a lot of his other earliest hits, the Sun Records hits, were R&B classics already. Wow. Already. Wow. They were, they're all covers. And I think if you're going to... You know, if if you're going to talk about R and B being in the situation, um, let's be honest. I mean, the, the the rock and roll, just like you said, it really is the evolution of what was considered blues. blues. It really is R and B. They called you know? it race music back then. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, uh, but you know what? Also, to be fair, so back hard. then they didn't have singer songwriters. Everybody who was performing right. was right. covering a song. By professional songwriters, Buddy Holly was one of the first to to write and arrange music and, and sing it himself. Yeah. Well, we got to consider too, which I didn't think about until we got into this conversation. Accessibility to, you know, re- recording that stuff right. was limited, and right. so that's why it was labeled race music or whatever. Right. You, know, you didn't have a studio or whatever. Right. Sun Records is about the size of this room. It's tiny. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. 
And when you tour, when you go to the tour of it, which I did, I think you have you been the tour of it. It's it you think it's like that you think of a big thing in the studio. D, right? Oh, Motown house. is tiny. It's a tiny little house. It's a tiny little white one mic house. in the middle of the room. Pretty much, you're done. Pretty much, amazing. Um, you know the the thing is, and have. Have y'all heard about the big lawsuit the Led Zeppelin's going through right now? Right now? Yes. Can I guess before you tell me? <laughs> Go for it. Uh, some crazed fan sued them for selling out and doing a Cadillac ad. <laughs> they should. Their first uh, album, all covers. Yeah. Bullshit. Really? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah. Hot shit. Really. It, there are numerous new. They grew up. The, their band grew up n- in the same town as another band that actually made it large. And I'm trying to remember what the hell the band is called. It's like Rainbow or something weird like that. And <laughs> you like that? That's hardcore yeah. Rainbow. Yeah. Um, back in the day, that was hardcore. That's Ronnie way. James Dio's yeah. band. <laughs> um, and they, you can <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, they have made numerous correlations between not only the songs that they performed, Stairway to Heaven being one. Um, but they're rips from something else? Yes, they're completely ripped from another band. Here's the biggest problem, though. The lead singer's dead. The guy who wrote it, wrote the songs, he's dead. So, of course, so they're the public state, domain. Just like the Marvin Gaye thing that's going on with, um, with, uh, Whatever, Robin Thicke and all them, yeah. you know. NTI. Actually, I think they yeah. don't become yeah, yeah. they become co- public Rome. domain seventy five years after the writer dies. That's too. That's far too long. I think. Yeah. Well, it's that's the deal. So let's let's. Well, let's, well not you know not a, when it comes to um, likeness of cartoon characters, it's different though. Did you hear about that? Where Disney Disney actually went and they petitioned the government to change that, so that um, the. The whole idea of public domain remains longer, and that's how Robert Crumb got sued by Disney for Mickey the Rat. Mm. Wow. So I'm not, just, all my Mickey and Minnie sex tangents, cartoons tangents, aren't going to make tangents. any money now. I've spent all that time doing nothing. <laughs> but I, I think that uh, I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame it's 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 just it's blasé. But they are admitting Steve Ray Vaughan. They are. Hey, that's our guy. Right? Yeah, before we go forward, yeah. the one thing I think sure. I think. A, the main problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A lot of people get... My problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there's a lot of non-Rock and Roll acts in it, right? And the main problem, I think, is the name the name of it. It's not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It might be the you know, the Pop Artist. Hall of Fame. Or the pop, Hall of pop, pop, yeah. pop. Um, sure. ABBA. Because ABBA. ABBA. Madonna. Number one, if you go to the website, the very first band that's listed alphabetically in the rock and roll is fucking ABBA. Never played a rock and roll song in their lives. Not one in their life have they... In James fo- Taylor. James Taylor. Now, Folk. I, I, will, I will allow... This is how I kind of think of You'll it. You'll allow it. I'll allow, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll, I think of it like this. Yeah. Either... It doesn't have to be just rock and roll artists. It could be major influencer of rock and roll artists. Yeah. Right. So right. Bob Dylan, check. Okay. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let me tell you, I mean, Madonna didn't influence any rock and roll artists, really. Uh, back to ABBA. Name one rock well, and roll artist that ABBA's influenced. Sex Pistols. What? The Bee Gees. <laughs> Sorry. ABBA influenced the Sex Pistols. Yeah, um, Glenn like Matlock a, admitted uh, that, he, what is he? that he stole a riff from the Bee Gees. I mean, from the from ABBA for. Uh, yeah. That's from an ABBA track. 
There you go. Shut but I would, they that. didn't. It, it, uh, that's not that enough. Was, that's, that's not enough. It's a fluke. It's not it's enough. A fluke. Yeah, that's not enough. Dancing Queen does not include you in the so fucking rock. So old Hall school, open. like doo-wop bands, old school R&B. Yes, they count because they influenced it. But current R&B, no, sir. Okay, example. Example. Um, so any of we talked about all the old R&B, like Big Mama Thornton, totally right. counts. Right. They influenced uh, all the like. Uh, B.B. King, oh, yeah. uh, Muddy Waters, yeah. Counts. Yeah. Um, yeah, they called, uh, what's his name, the king of rock and roll? Um, not Elvis, Elvis but, uh, I, no, hold on. Um, not him, but, uh, God damn. Are you thinking Chuck Berry? N- no, hold on just a second. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, they yeah, did. James Super Brown, important they called to rock and roll. him Absolutely. the king of rock and roll, and I always thought that was funny was because on. that... That word didn't really apply to him yeah. to me, but at the time, I well, think it did. I mean, that's funk and soul. So, you kind of think of him being funk and soul, so but he, he he's a major influencer. There. He's the number yes. one influencer of yes. hip hop. But speaking yes. of hot hip hop, why is Grandmaster Flash involved? I love Grandmaster Flash. Right. Sure. I would. Li- What's I, not I, to like? I listen to that still. Right. Rock and roll? No, sir. No, sir. I agree. When I, I think agree. rock and roll, I always think something. Mamas and the Papas. Get out of here. That's folk again. That is folk. That is folk. Um, Now, who originally, was it the Beach Boys originally did California Dreamin'? Or was it Mamas and Papas? I think it's Mamas and Papas. Well, see, if it was Mamas and Papas, then you can make a fairly valid argument because that is not only covered by, that not only the Beach Boys did it, but um, the uh, Bengals did it. Um, You know, I would say there's probably a fair amount. I, I would be willing to let the mamas, especially because they were influential, influential during the 60s, yeah. which, w- as we know, was a very heavy, heavy. Creatively, um, a lot of cr- stuff came out. A lot of, of stuff comes out of it. A lot of rock and roll came out of the 60s. Yep. And uh, the yep. mamas and papas played a huge role in that. You're going back to women, and I think one of the reasons there's not a lot of women because actually there wasn't a whole lot of women in the game right but so we got Joan Jett this time uh, oh do you know I kissed Joan Jett one time well hold the full phone. tongue you're kidding no full tongue when I was uh, 12 years old you sure this wasn't a dream because I think no. she's not into dudes right no I well I was 12 so I wasn't really a dude <laughs> looks kind of like a girl still um <laughs> kind of still look like a girl but um my there was a thing that used to happen in Houston called the Rock and Roll Auction, and KLOL used to put on this thing called the Rock and Roll Auction. And Joan Jett, the very first one, I was twelve years old, and Joan Jett was one of the people there. It was Joan Jett and lead singer of the Scorpions? Who the hell knows? Klaus Meine, huh? <laughs> I don't even think he even spoke English at the time. Um, and Did they auctioned um, off a suck face section with uh, a session. They auctioned off a kiss with Joan Jett, That's and my awesome, mom amazing. bought me a kiss with Joan Jett, and so I actually got to full I'm very fledged. Of you. That's money well spent. First tongue kiss I ever had was Joan Jett. To me, oh, she's, oh, the, she's the sexiest yeah. woman in rock and roll oh. and pop music history. Smells I'm horribly. <laughs> Smells. I, I don't know if she does to this day, but I'll tell you this: that kiss, very smelly. I'm glad she's getting in. I wish wish the Runaways were in. The Runaways were pioneers. All chick. And just Joan Jett is getting in, not the Runaways? Just Joan Jett right now. Yeah, that's all the first. I think it's the first all-girl rock band ever, really, that got any kind of success. But you know who their hero was, who's not anywhere near the uh, Hall of Fame, is Susie Quattro. Really? 
Well, I could understand that because I would say that there are quite a few, and I think this goes back to people not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there are quite a few influential punk bands that should be in so the rock and roll. There are a ton of them that should be. Gang in. of Four. Is The Clash Absolutely. in there? Oh, of course, The Clash. Clash. Are the Ramones in Clash there? Clash is in yes. there. Yeah, Clash Crystals. got in there the year Joe Strummer died, as a matter of fact. Okay. I'll tell Sorry you who's not. MC5. Why are not? Are you fucking kidding me? No MC5 in there. Look at that. I just got goosebumps. Chicken skin. Fucking Detroit represent. I'll tell you who else isn't. Now, this isn't quite punk, but Joy Division. Oh, see, I don't think that would deserve that would belong. Very influential Bauhaus. I could again s- influential again. Okay, how about this one? I say that's questionable. Dick Dale. Wait, can Are I you- pause the goddamn okay. podcast yeah, for a wait, fucking wait, minute here? Wait. This that is the most arrogant motherfucker I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> he acts like he invented the goddamn amplifier. Now maybe. You're looking at me, Ty, like, yeah, well, he kind of did. <laughs> I saw a thing, and please. Snaringer will back, agree with you right now, by the way. on course here, because he had a whole thing about. We're well, talking about Dick Dale right we now. We are. We, he's had a whole thing about, well, I had these amps, and, you know, all we had available was this little, you know, Sears, you know, clean tone thing, and we, we took all the stuffing out of it, and then we blew the speaker, and then we overdrove it, and all that stuff. But Jimi Hendrix was already doing, doing all that, of yeah. that crap. Yeah. He acts and like he fucking invented it. So Pete Townsend half invented the Marshall app. Snaringer met Dick Dell, and he would agree with you. Regardless Hallelujah. Of, I don't care if yeah. the guy's a jerk. Yeah. Lots of people yeah. are jerks, but I mean, surf guitar, Dirk, Dick Dale. Okay. The Ventures. See, that's I mean, what got, I can't get around. It's because he's a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people are jerks. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Surf guitar. Nobody else was doing I mean, that, right? He's the man. I he mean, owns it. True. He, he owns does. It. He does. He is the inventor of that style. I'll tell you who else is a huge 50s and 60s guitar guy to me. One of the most, most influential people and almost all guitar players, Link Ray. Not in the Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? Not in the Hall of Fame. Explain to me. Did who you guys is. ever I've, see I've, It Might Get Loud? Did you see that, that documentary, no, It Might Get Loud? Not. Yes. Uh, do you know oh, who's yeah. in it? It's Jack White, it's uh, Jimmy Page, okay. and The Edge. And they're talking about music. And there's a segment. Oh, yes. There's a segment in ago, it yes. where Jimmy Page is talking about the, his most inspiring parts of guitar and music history. And he actually plays a Link Ray song. Mm. And while he's doing it, he's describing what he's hearing. And he starts giggling like a schoolboy. At this point, you know, he's white hair, he's old. He's like, I don't know, 60 plus years old. And he's listening to it like it's his first time. What? It's Link Ray. Give me a break. So, okay, so I would say this. I think it is fair to say that it is unanimous among the three of us that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is bullshit. It really is bullshit. Yeah. If you know really who's is. getting inducted also that I'm sure you guys both saw this. I just saw it now. Is Green Day that? Uh, oh, oh, brutal. Green Day, they had a good record. No, no. But, but what, you know what they did? You know Silverchair thinks that's out of line. They... <laughs> They kind of created pop punk, right? So they're therefore they're derivative. Correct. They didn't do anything original, really. No, sir. They had some good pop songs on that first record. I'll give them that. Certainly. If, um, but you if, know who else is from that era that's not in? Soundgarden, Jane's Addiction. What the fuck, really? Operation Ivy. If Green Day is in, Operation Ivy should be in. Hey, I'm going to go stab myself. Yeah. Yeah. Pixies are not in the Rock and Roll Hall. No, they, they should are not. Be. Which I'll tell you, yeah, if Green Day is in, the Pixies should have been in a. way fucking before they did. Cheap yeah. trick. Not in the Rock and Roll Hall. Rockford, Illinois' finest. God damn. 
I mean, it goes on Look and at, on. I'm, I'm getting it's disgusted. For I'm the getting listener, fucking disgusted. Bobby Brown's face right now. Okay. <laughs> looks like he's We're going to push this a little farther and talk about the performing artists in the show this year. Okay. Who they booked to perform on okay. the show. Now, some, some are great. Yeah. But let's just go through the list. And How long just, is the program? Three hours? I'm going to guess. Know, two to three hours. Yeah. It's on HBO, right? Yeah. Oh, that's who's carrying it? So, you got okay. Beck. All right. Mm, all now, you guys, hold on, to your, hold, on to your, hold on to your seats for this one. We're not going to believe the next Let me strap myself in. <laughs> David okay. Grohl is going to be on the show. Oh, of course, oh, of course, he is. What he never plays anywhere. Never. I hardly ever see that guy anymore. Yeah, I really don't. I, I mean, mean, does he? I'm surprised. He's been retired. Has he been retired for like ten years now? I'll give props to the guy because there's not a lot of rock and roll on the radio, and he's kind of trying to keep it alive. He had that HBO show. I'll, I'll, I'll give him some love for that. He's a big fan of music, but I, I'm going to not. Complain against him right now. I'm going to complain against no, it the, doesn't sound like the booking are. agent of the show. It's boring. Come give me somebody fresh. Oh my god, I already see a name I hate. <laughs> Bring it. Is that is that Joe Walsh? Joe Walsh, the master of the talking guitar. Hey man, I belong in there. Hey man, <laughs> I like the James. The James Gang was a good band. The James Gang was a good band. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. Hey fuck man, Eagles. don't fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. <laughs> you know, I've always maintained this: is that the what would have made the Eagles, Pink Floyd, and Jimmy Buffett all better is if they all would have died in a collective plane crash the very first fucking year they came out. Hey, man, if fucking Don would have died, that would have been awesome for the Eagles. <laughs> fucking Henley. <sighs> I mean, fucking Don Henley is such a dickhead, man. Was that Smuggler's Paradise? Is that Glenn Fry? Mm. Fuck all them. Fuck them. Take I it. hate them. Take it easy. Okay, sorry. We're staying okay. loose tonight. Okay, stretch Go on. it out. Stretch it out. Go on, time. Oh, uh, who else is playing? We got Tom Morello. Okay. All right. We've got Jimmy Vaughn, which is totally appropriate. Yes. Smells like uh, ninety-three octane unleaded. We've got <laughs> Zach Brown, not not rock and roll. Country. Not no. rock and roll. Zach Brown band. But not rock and roll. Not at Country. all. No. Nash- Nashville. Uh, uh, he's a cool guy. But anyway, you know, I don't think. Do you, for a minute. You, you mentioned Pete Rose and the Baseball Hall of Fame. They're not going to put him in the Football Hall of Fame. Right. They're not going to put any baseball player in the Football Hall of Fame right. because they play you? baseball, not football. Right. Can I spell this out for you guys? Right. Right. Yeah. <sighs> this topic's making me angrier than the Bill Cosby rape. <laughs> the Bill Cosby rape topic we talked about, this is making me angrier than we'll, that. We'll get That's... out in a minute. We'll let you breathe. Bottom line is, does it rock? And if it doesn't, Hey, if it's does a it, duck it, and it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, then it's a duck. And if it doesn't, then it's right. a duck. Is it in the rock right. section of the record store? <laughs> right. Is Zach Brown in the rock section? No. 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 And nor is Madonna. Nor is uh, Abba. Nor is the Grandmaster oh, yeah, yeah. What else do you have? Five. What else Look at this. this is a, he's got diagrams and everything. He's so much more prepared than I've ever been. It's called been. show prep, Bob. Is that <laughs> I love some of these bands that have made it in. I love Public Enemy. Yeah. Love hey, yeah. them. Yeah. Influential, again. Well, okay. well they got the Anthrax no. thing, they but the anthrax that's thing. not enough. Mm, they're a hip-hop. Yeah, I agree. They're the, I agree. A great outfit. One of the most important outfits ever. Okay. Well, here's a good question, then. Should Michael Jackson be in the Rock and yes. Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. He had Eddie Van Halen. I agree. Yes. Slash. He had, he had Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he had Rock. Yeah, I would I would have to say that Michael Jackson deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Totally agree. Yeah. Look, Rest look at in peace. <laughs> My man. Does Bonnie Raitt? 
Uh, yes. Fuck. She's, yes. She yes. had a blues yes, career and yes, a country career. No rock. Mm, no rock. I would say yes. I would say she if, played with if influential people. People. To me, like she Jackson played with Brown's. Clapton, Jackson Brown. She's BB King, who we've already talked about. But she's but, played with some of the biggest names, and she's played on their albums, and she's contributed. I would say yes. She's I do. Certainly believe. a lot closer than some well, of these others. What about career? Earth, Wind, and Fire? My son would say yes. I got an Earth, Wind, and Fire greatest hits record, and I like three of those songs. Now, that's personal preference, but none of it comes close to rock. <gasps> what? <laughs> um, no, you're fine. Mm, Did you sweat me? That's a hard... Okay. Okay, here's, here's a good question then. Should Pure Prairie League... What, do you think Pure Prairie League falls into the influence? You know what? If the, I think they don't, and I'll tell you why right now. Okay. I have no idea who the hell they are. Oh, Bingo. you don't? No, no idea. Wow. That, that just goes to show. Man. I haven't I heard mean, that in a long time. Mass appeal is one thing, yeah. and uh, influential is Well, they, they are who influenced the Eagles. The whole, that whole country rock situation happened because of pure prelude. If they kind of pseudo-created a genre, then they allowed to get it. And, and then if you take it back, the band. The, the band is who started it, and then it went to pure prelude, and then it went out to... You know the Eagles, and then went from Can't there. Heat. Yeah. yeah, they totally deserve it. They should I know one song. Of they should seriously be in. Well, I'll tell you this: the album they did with Muddy Waters, where they just did all Muddy Waters covers, is one of my favorite blues albums of all time. Hmm. Yeah. All right, it's unbelievable. All right, what about Johnny Burnett? You know Johnny Burnett? Uh, he actually grew up no. in the same uh, projects as Elvis. Okay. He's one of the most influential and <gasps> important rockabilly guys. I've heard about this guy. Okay. Cream, Led Zeppelin, Yardbirds all covered him. Right. He's he's the real deal uh, rockabilly because he didn't care. They didn't have to disguise his music in any way. So when, when Elvis sang "Baby, Let's Play House," Johnny Burnett sang "Baby, Let's Make Love." Right. Uh, I heard he was he was almost like the poor man's Elvis. He was like a he was he was what true musicians like. Johnny Winter I, was. I tell you one of my Edgar favorite uh, Johnny Burnett moments. <laughs> they uh, were going to record him. He was recording somewhere. It was not at Sun Studios, although he did record there quite a bit. Okay. And he hauled up his heavy ass amp Humping upstairs. Gear. I don't know, a couple flights of stairs. Plugs it in. One of the tubes was out. Instead of hauling it out or getting another tube, they said, fuck it, we're going to record it just like this. And it's distorted as hell. It's the first distortion recorded ever. Take that's that, punk Dick rock. Dale. That's kick ass. To take that, Dick Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, that's cool. I, I, I thought you were going to say, well, one of the t- tubes was out and therefore the, the circuit was open, so couldn't even use the amp. I was train kept a rolling all was, night long. That's I was hoping it was going to end with somebody dying. Like I was going for like a, and then he died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. then he put the puppy in the kick drum and it was all over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who else? Big star. So influential. I have not heard them in forever. I love me some big star. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't know who that is. Uh, they were a rock band, early 70s, Alex Childress and Chris Bell. They were yeah, on uh, Stax Records, but okay. they were the only kind of rock band on Stax, you know, in Memphis. But uh, they went on to influence all the 80s bands. They did. They, uh, they both ended up doing a lot of studio musician work. They did a lot of good. things. Yeah, they did a lot of albums in which you wouldn't even know they're playing on it. And they went on to other careers. Alex Chilton had a punk rock segment of his career, and then 
but nothing compares to a big star. The first record is like a Beatles album to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Um, it's pure. It's great. The third album is also super influential because he was so angry at the label, he was intentionally non-popinating the songs. I remember that. Yeah. One of the songs he decided that the, the, the song that the record company really thought was going to be the pop song, the way they were really pushing him to make poppy. He's such a dick, this guy. He's like, all right, instead of a snare drum, I'm going to bounce this flat basketball. That's the snare. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to play piano on this 100-year-old piano that hasn't been tuned in probably 70 years. I'm going to use this Cookie Monster Mm. piano. I will say this, though. I think that that the Pixies not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is stupid. It's freaking stupid. So many of Pixies' records sound like a greatest hits album. Yeah. Yeah. Doolittle... Come on. I, I just, I can't even believe that I know that now. I can't believe I know that. That's uh, so disappointing. Uh, the bands that, that they influenced from the, from the point at which they were created to now is it's astronomical. Yeah, where I grew up in uh, North Texas uh, in Dallas Plano area, they had a, a station that was 94.5 The Edge, and they did alternative music because they had, you know, major metrop- metropolitan area, they could yeah, support a whole relation, yeah. uh, a whole radio station. Even though that that wasn't a big segment of what was popular, and they played that that all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's that's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane yeah. that they are not there. Yeah. Cheap to cheap know trick. the cheap, cheap trick, trick is, is not enormous. in the freaking rock and roll hall of fame. It's right there with ACDC. That I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly. Uh, I saw Cheap Trick when I was 14 in Galveston on spring break. And, of course, growing up with the parents I grew up with, I loved them. I knew them. But none of my other friends gave a fuck. So I went to go see them at this little beach stage that had been built. And there were maybe 60 people there. And it was one of the best shows I've ever Nobody seen in my entire life. sounds like Cheap Trick. They're no. a little bit punk. No. They're a tiny bit metal. They're just a lot, a lot of pop. Yep. Yeah. They're, uh, they could do no wrong, really. They really can't. They really I'll, can't. I'd like to be the lone dissenter here. Oh, okay. uh, I hear Cheap Trick, and that sounds like what you're describing. Mm-hmm. I see Cheap Trick, and I go, it's so cheesy. Gag. <laughs> but that's okay, because I'll sit here in the same well, breath and say that I like Great White. When, so when, when I think of Cheap Trick, I can't <laughs> help but think of Damone from uh, Fast Time. <laughs> your mama's all right. Your daddy's all right. It just seem a little weird. Selling those tickets. The charisma of Robin Zander. I, I think that, I think that uh, you made a very good point, is that it, ACDC and Cheap Trick not being in it is a, a very prime example because you, you look at ACDC, you have a grown fucking man in a schoolboy outfit. Cheap Trick is not too different from that. Not visually, come to visually, visually. Rick and his guitars and mm-hmm. the whole thing's silly, but great. But they are both, I just, I can't, I'm blown away. Now we, you mentioned Green Day earlier too, and, and they kind of they came out in the '90s, and you know they had some good records. But there's two bands of the '90s uh, that, to me, are way more important. Jane's Addiction yeah. was in L.A. Or, in the middle of all the glam. Nothing stuff. shocking influenced my freaking high school. Nothing career. shocking is an amazing. It's yeah, a incredible great record. Yeah, totally. it's, every totally. single song so is a masterpiece. It's heavy, but it's nothing like metal. It's loud. It's not punk. It's its own thing. No. Everybody mm-hmm. really kind of followed them. And then the definitive band, I think, of the 90s is not Nirvana, but rather Soundgarden. 
Thank you very much, Ty. Yeah. Thank you. Good job. Um, Good job. They're not in. Let's, let's embrace his brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day, not quite. You know, no, and, and I wonder. I wonder if it's a bought-in thing. I wonder Ooh. if you can pay to get in because think about it. Green Day—they've got a lot of money now. They did the musical. You know, uh, I wonder if at at some point, if there is a pay-to-play atmosphere with the rock on, on a level, on a level, and without knowing about any inside stuff, you're absolutely right. And this is the level. We talked earlier about it was once a invite-only private kind of thing. Yeah. Now it's all about the big spectacle, the big show. So we're going to have big-name bands. We're going to put bands in there. We have Dave Grohl on the show. We're going to put bands like Green Day that sold a lot of records. Right. They still have a big following because they're still putting out records. Right. Um, Got to put eyes on the box. Like the, the young people don't know who Jane's Addiction is. They don't know. That's not who's watching the show. I would, I would, I would have to You're say right. that I agree. Yeah, I, I would be willing to bet that if my son is listening to this right now, he does not know who Jane's addiction is. And, and by the way, what a hard thing to do as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame booking agent. Like, who do I get for this fucking thing <laughs> to represent uh, the span of you know the last fifty? Uh, years? Jimmy Vaughn. That's easy. Like that's a that's a that was the one easy choice there, which was Jimmy Vaughn. You know, because his brother's being put in it. And did you know this about Jimmy Vaughn? That the price of oil and gas directly affects how well he plays because he uses it as a clue. Yeah. Well, he's got to style his hair somehow. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Do itself. That's for sure. What else you got there, Ty? Um, I'm about tapped out. Just like the oil. I see Devo on there. Why is Devo, Devo on there? Devo to me. They were doing things nobody touched. I agree. True. I agree. Uh, now, first of all, he hates EDM. Bob does. Uh, and I think. But I do I love know. Devo. Devo, to me, started as punk or post-punk, mm -hmm. but it started in the 70s. Yeah. Um, oh, their first album is crazy punk. To me. It's just punk. I fucking love that record. Yeah. To me, it's perfect. There's so many great songs mm -hmm. on it. But Satisfaction is the greatest yeah. cover of all time. Mm -hmm. It sounds nothing like the original. They owned yeah. it. They made it theirs. Made it their and you know what else? They did. Almost nothing touches the drums, the bass, the guitar. They don't even touch. If you could catch... If you could look up the uh, version that they play at Saturday Night Live, you could probably. Uh, I've seen see it. On, it on it's on YouTube. YouTube. It's yeah. killer. Yeah. Fucking killer. Yeah. And for that one fucking live show, enough. That's enough. And they're not in. They're not even close. Not and even think about it. Think about how many soundtracks today, Mark how Mother's many ball. movie soundtracks yep. you hear are because of Devo. I mean, my mind goes immediately to heavy metal, the cartoon movie. You know, they're pushing <gasps> that, that uh, uh, cocaine uh, uh, out of uh, that uh, mine. Like, be a man or a mouse. Yep. Yep. Go, yeah. Oh, they were all movie, over that. They speaking of that movie, that. Blue Oyster Cult. BOC. I think they're up, up for it. I would see them. In, Godzilla? They're not in it. Come on. Godzilla's <laughs> enough for me. There goes Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Man's folly. The folly of man. Um, the Sonics. Are you kidding me? The Sonics, super important. They're on tour right now, by the way. They're coming to Austin and everywhere else, every major city. We're, we're, we're over, overloading our very small audience with a one more, shit ton of bands. One more. Okay, now, last one, then we'll get out. Uh, take yeah. a drink, take a quiz. Come Great idea. Good. Now, usually when people think of the original glam, they're thinking Bowie. New York Dolls. Yeah. New York Dolls. Okay, There's yeah. one more. Mm. T-Rex. Mark Bolin. Oh, Mark Bolin. Are you telling me Mark Bolin is not in the Rock and Roll not Hall of Fame? Not in the Rock and Roll You're fucking joking. 
T-Rex. You're fucking kidding me. You, yeah, I wish I was kidding you. Thin, is Thin Lizzy in there? No, Thin Are Lizzy's you not fucking, in there. All right, we're, we're all going to go cut Hang ourselves. Hang on, television, Modern Lovers. Are you fucking, fucking kidding it? me? Fuck this. King Fuck Crimson, this. Sonic Youth, Motorhead. Bob just put yes. his things out. All right, guys, we got to jump out. The Cure, The Cult, <laughs> Iron Maiden, Slayer, The Smiths. I'm disgusted. I'm we'll, can, we'll be back. Wire, <laughs> Blue Cheer. Are you going to give your love to me? Gold here, guys. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's David Lee Roth. Listen to the langua. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Is, I didn't know Salvaje meant wild. Now I do. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm learning and being douchey all at the same time. It's uh, This is immersion, uh, heavy metal Spanish immersion rock. Really? Should I stuff my pants while I'm listening to this? <laughs> you must. <laughs> this is amazing. Pinche coast to coast. This is crazy. Porque Where no the Rose. hell did you find this? They recorded this album, right? Mm-hmm. Evidently. Yeah, they did. So, he, 
12 songs are in Spanish too. Are you kidding me? They just left the, the recording of the music and he just went over the top with... Good for them. I'm completely shocked I wasn't aware of this. That's diverse. That is diverse. If, if I may? I'm having a moment right now. Don't, don't, don't even look at me. Don't even look over this way. Just give me a minute. Let's all take a minute. This is good. Okay. <laughs> uh, On you that know note. the uh, song, Hold That Thought, oh, yeah. uh, you know Tobacco Road? That's this my favorite song on that record. Yep. Yeah, well, here's La Calle del Tobacco. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. See. Fantastic. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Del Tobacco. Did you know that uh, today they canceled uh, Sablo Gigante? Porque no. Yes. Porque? 52 years. That's crazy. Hey, uh, there was a show, my favorite show besides Sabado Gigante was mm-hmm. La Cama y la Panzón. It was the bed and the fat guy. And With really the uh, hot, hot tub. Chi- hot chick and a hot tub. And yeah, a yeah. Hey, why, why? I guess it was no longer a, a big draw for Univision or something. I think Don Francisco is getting pretty old at this point. I think he's getting he got a heart little trouble older. That. Yeah, his heart. he's getting old. He's getting old. I've always liked, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's it? Despierto. <laughs> what, what, what the Hang hell? on, yeah. 51 years. John Stewart's a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Right? 17 well, years. He's also not surrounded by hot Mexican women. Yeah, every that'll take a lot out of you. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it will Is that a reason to stay or leave? I love uh, the the Flaco y Gorda show with. That's the one I'm yeah, But there's Flaco also La Cama y something. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like the fat guy gets into the hot tub with like these hot women celebrities and like it interviews him in the hot tub. Gutturally laughs. <laughs> Hey, so I think you were going to say something about Banditos, yes. Hell's Angels territory in Texas. Well, and it's not about toughness because both of them are just as equally nasty, oh yeah. in my opinion. Yes, they are. Is it about yes, El Calle oh, del yeah. Tobacco? It, Simon, it's about <laughs> trade routes. It is. It Come, is about trade routes. And uh, <laughs> me, me, and actually Mandy were talking about it the other day. Um, oh, was that your girlfriend? <laughs> she did not know that there was territories that. She just thought that. Uh, Fuck you! You're on a motorcycle, free. MC free. gangs go just step on one another. Wherever you want to go, we just all go to Dripping Springs together. Right. No, right? No, it doesn't work. Then. Well, um, <laughs> it's been a a long held territory. Texas banditos, of course. California is Hell's Angels, right. and they don't step on each other's states at all. Period. No if and buts. You will not find a Hell's Angels in Texas. You will not find a bandito in California. It doesn't happen. Occasionally, right? you'll see a rogue warrior riding with the uh, uh, without his colors. Well, I saw I saw a couple prophets the other day riding with some banditos, which I already knew. I mean, I kind of knew that. What's a you prophet? Know, is prophet. That a it's MC another. Gang? Yeah, it's it's a smaller gang. They're a one percenter also. Um, uh, Their one percenter is different from the east side one percenters. <laughs> Are you talking about for the black folks one percenter? Is that racist. Um, but, you know, even in San Antonio, San Antonio and offspring is called the Booze Fighters. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, the Booze Fighters are a big thing, uh, especially as you get down towards the valley. Um, 
but one of the big things was I brought up to her about, I want to say it was about seven years ago, there was a guy who moved here from California with his family. It was him, his father, his wife, and I think they had three kids. And at the time... It's a big move. It is a big move. Right? It is a big move. And at the can't, time, I was riding... all that on a motorcycle. <laughs> you don't know. It's like a, like, a, like a Munsters motorcycle. Like They're all just stacked on top of each other. Um... He, there were undercurrents. I was riding a lot back then, and there were undercurrents that he was going to try to form a Hell's Angels chapter here. Here, yes. Why on earth would you try that, knowing what? <sighs> it sounds like you have to. Like it's fun. We're gonna give it a shot. See what happens. I'm so excited to. If you're already an outlaw, an you gotta bridge. bring it. You gotta bring more to the party. You should see a picture of this guy. If you see a picture of this guy, you'll. Outlaw will not come into your... You'll be like suburban, really? suburban dad. Like, that's what... That whole family, even when you see a picture of the family, you're just like, oh, it's a soccer mom and the kid and the suburban dad. It's it definitely... I don't think he realized what he was getting into. You know, mm. being you're not, he, you're, So you're saying this wasn't his disguise? No. He wasn't undercover as a straight dude? I do not think so at all. No. Um, I guess this was about seven years ago... Right where 620 and 183 meet. That's the north part of Austin for those right, of you who are right. out here. Um, there used to be a pizza place right down there. And I'm just going to guess, and I'll probably get it wrong, but I believe it was called Sacconi's, I think. And he was coming out of it. He was actually holding. Do you no. remember it now? He was holding his kid's hand or something. And boom, sniped. What the fuck? That's Sniped. some Grand Ouch. Theft Auto 5 stuff. Yeah. Supposedly, the big rumor is that a returning vet from Afghanistan was trying to get his colors in the banditos. And he was and doing work, putting in work. Putting in work. He put in work, and that's how he put it, in it his work. It seems like he would have had to clear this with the bosses of the gang, though. He, he's not going to set up a chapter. Oh, no, he like, did. So no. they and they didn't like they didn't cool it out. They didn't I'm some, sure. Maybe not a good idea. They're like, yeah. Oh, well, cool. well shot, it's, it has been known that Sonny, Sonny Barger, which is the was the leader of the Hells Angels at the time. He's dead now. I think he died of lung cancer. My man. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Sonny Barger. Um, it had been known for decades that Texas was the territory he wanted to have. He had wanted to have it. And Austin, um, if I'm correct, is still the headquarters of the Banditos. Hmm. Is still. And has been for decades now at this point you know growing up uh in 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 lubbock uh the which is west texas panhandle of texas um uh a neighbor friend of ours um he owned a produce company but one of the things he also had was you know because he was out in the country he had a, a a giant uh barn where he had you know tractors and all this other g garbage but he also had you know those um those big spools that like cables come on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that he like poor of, people use for tables. A bunch of those set up for tables, mm -hmm. and every year he would have a bunch of banditos come in. They would have sort of a meeting there. I remember as a kid that that being a thing. Like, hey Brian, don't ride your ATV over there because it's funny you some brought bad this up. People and shit. I'm sure, they would have been fine. The day that guy got sniped was, I could. I'm not wrong in the event, but I may be wrong in the time, but I believe it was the 30th anniversary huge meeting 
of the Banditos. Like the culmination of their yeah, thing. Yeah, actually not even here in Austin. It was yeah. down, um, I want to say it's somewhere down by the Frio River or something like that. They have a big meeting every year, yeah. and that just happened to be the anniversary, wow. like the 30th anniversary was the night he, the day that that guy got killed. Still Wild. have not found the dude who killed him. I never will. No. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. That's, I don't no. think it's the top case on the docket. No. <laughs> no. Nobody nobody cares about that. No. When they shuffle that file, it, it somehow always stays on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. I'm not working so. that cold case. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've told that story already twice in the last two weeks, and um, it's amazing how far-reaching those organizations are. Yeah, it really is. It really, I mean, they've got yeah. money. So oh, yeah, they do. When, when that happens, then... Well, they got their hands in everything from, you know, not just even drugs, just even... you Supposedly, you can't open up a motorcycle shop... What? Really? ...in Texas without paying some kind of dowry. Well, especially if, you're, if, you're, if it's a Harley shop, you have to pay... Really? Yeah, you have to pay some bit to... I don't remember none of that. He's just a crazy man seeing things that ain't there. Man, I, I believe that. I mean, yeah. Harley's, yeah. Th- that's attached to that. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't give me no backtalk, sucker. Uh, that's right. Uh, Stay in school. Uh, milk. Drink milk. I'm going <laughs> to shift directions completely, Ty, unless you've got something on I had on one other uh, thing I wanted to say motorcycle thing. Mr. T. No, I'm just kidding. Go right ahead. <laughs> uh, we were t- uh, Japanese game shows. Everybody knows uh, they do like the. the sh- we think we're stupid with the social uh, media and the crap we soak up and watch. Their stuff's just bizarre. They, you know what? They really do have. They really have the market cornered on strange. They truly do, and when it's, um, it's almost like they're behind in like production of. Like they don't even Normalcy. think about what they put together. <laughs> like, at least culturally, culturally, they're you know quite a bit different than we are. They're very quiet. They're extremely polite. Respect is a huge fucking um, thing. They have a lot of rules with sexuality, and yet the porn you cannot the, show genitalia. Yeah, that's right. they, nor they can you show pubic hair. No cum shot. You can't yeah. show cum shot. But you can really? buy a yeah. schoolgirl's panties out of a vending machine. Of, right, God, right, right. Or get a comic book where tentacles are just. Fucking DPing a girl. You o- know? Outside the uh, subway station, there's a little box with role play. You go in, there's role play, whatever so you want. Amazing. When we were coming Bizarre. up with topics, I specifically said I want to talk about this topic because uh, a big thing, and, and I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anybody because it's a big thing on the net, there is a new little Japanese game show out now. It's probably not on this list, thing. so go ahead. It is craziest excellent. Thing. I want to go you on know this, this game guy? show uh, so bad. I want to go on it so bad. This is the, the, It's on network TV after dark. Yes. But it's on TV. Here yes. or there? No, there. there. They would never, ever no. make it here. I want to be on it so bad. I actually want to go to Japan <laughs> to be on it. It's gone. <laughs> I'd be so good at it. Um, it's called Hand job karaoke. Okay. It's where you basically stand and you do karaoke. And you jack a, yourself off? No. They have like these really hot Japanese girls who like jack you off. To the and, tempo? And blow you. They try to get you to mess up. They're trying to get you oh, to stop. Oh, while you're singing. Yes. You got to stay on key. You, you have to, to stay. Right. right. 
Yes, I want to do this so bad. <laughs> do, is there a, you know, sometimes there's a Lost in Translation thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know the name of that show? I think it's called Handjob Karaoke. I'm fairly certain it's uh, Handjob Karaoke. karaoke. <laughs> um, you know what? It's actually called Sing What Happens. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I've only got eight here. Um, I'll, I'll do it real quick. And what, what I'd like to do in the format here, I'm going to give you the premise of the game show. You tell me what you would name it, and then I'll tell you the name of the show. Beautiful. Okay. I think both of you know that they're going to be real literal. So, Yeah. Uh, so this well, is be easy. obviously, seeing what <laughs> yeah, to the west, the world of Japanese game shows is best known as a technicolored whirlwind of half-naked bodies, sadomasochistic uh, physical challenges, and whimsical bunny rabbit heads. What? Okay, uh, right. Number one is uh, it's a deliciously hilarious and straightforwardly titled game. Celebrity contestants must guess which of apparently inanimate objects are candy and which are not candy. Then they take a bite of the objects, I'm assuming blindfolded, and then uh, Uh you say whether it's a picture or a piece of chocolate. Oh, oh, I've seen this. I have seen this. They they put them in a room where everything, where not not blindfolded, not everything is edible. No, they are not. Correct. Yeah. Not everything is edible, but like the coffee table can be edible. Yeah. They call them Sakuri sweets. They can be molded into crazy intricate shapes. I am going to say it's called taste this room. (laughs) Time. (laughs) Sadly, I know the name of this show. Damn it. But, uh, I would, I, here's, ahead, here's, here's, here's the Go one that's not the name. I'm going to say one I would say, say it, baby. If I didn't say know. it. If I didn't know it, I'd say bite me. Okay. But <laughs> it's called candy or not candy. God damn it. <laughs> He's super literal. So, but here's the thing. Here's the funny one that, that, that I Try saw today. Or chocolate. The one that was the most disturbing, and this is very innocuous. It was a guy was biting off a piece of a doorknob. <gasps> I saw and that. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> I saw the one where the guy Not is, the kind of He's buying the leg of a coffee table <laughs> I was like okay, A shoe Alright number two shoe. is uh, <laughs> Number two is In this uh, premise The gay men attempt to bring straight men to orgasm And prove that Well they're not sure what they want uh, to prove But the narrators make it country. sound like The ultimate sexuality showdown uh, The straight contestant Who is also a porn star Swears he will not come out I volunteer for this game. Um, oh my god! And then really? So after some shit talk, each man try to. Let's all try it right other. now and see how that works out. <laughs> all right. Uh, so what's it called? Um, well, I'm gonna say it's called. Well, well, fuck it. I'm gonna say it's called "Gay or Not Gay." Okay, wrong. You gay now? <laughs> uh, it's called orgasm words. Okay, number three. Whoa, uh, wait, what? what? <laughs> number three. Uh, number three, in this charming bit of highbrow entertainment, the lube-soaked middle-aged man attempts to slide across a slippery row of young bikini-clad women. God damn, this is awesome. That's one way to turn your midlife crisis into a split-second small screen frame. What's it called? Happy, happy fun time. Human Bob. slip and slide. God damn right, Bob. Are you kidding me? Did you guess? Yes. My God. It's called human slip and slide. <laughs> Wait, look at, look Are at you suge- It's look not called happy, happy fun time? Look at the picture. <laughs> Oh, it should be called <laughs> AK. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one you'll never guess, or maybe you will. This competition, it's number four, appeared on Japanese variety show Downtown Nogaki no Susaki Arahande, which has brought you pain, humiliation, and vaguely cruel hilarity since 1989. Oh Players God. are supposed to catch the marshmallows with their mouths while their heads are attached to a rubber band. Wait, what? 
The, uh, let me tell you something. These marshmallows okay. are hanging by a string. Yep. We used to do this thing with my with my daughter Just and, look and her picture. friends where they hang donuts by a string, right? But they're not allowed to touch the, the donut. And they're they're trying to catch the donut with their mouth, but it's wiggling around. They're getting the glaze all over the face. It's pretty funny What's with the name donuts of that with game? kids. I don't know, donuts on a string. Okay, but what's this the name is marshmallows, and these guys got a rubber band pulling their face oh, back. Uh, marshmallows on a string. Wrong. Close. Oh, this, man, this one I actually uh, do know, I think. What was the it's donut game? I, I don't know what the hell. Donut, we just did it in donut on a string? It's a no neighborhood <laughs> game. Donut surprise. Um, this is something like not appropriate for children. Correct. This is marshmallow <sighs> rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Somehow, five. wait a minute. Can I just say something? I want to point out something. You may. We got Evidently, time. all the other shows we just mentioned, appropriate for children. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, I Just look at the picture and then you tell me what the name of the, what uh, am the, I looking at here? At the top here. Uh, I can't even, look, oh, I look. see that. Just look at the picture. The name of the game is <laughs> what? The guy is in a. The guy appears to be in a dryer like uh-huh. from the laundromat, yes. eating a bowl of spaghetti while he's on high spin. Okay. The name of the game show is a uh, washateria <laughs> dinner. Okay. <laughs> you noodle now. <laughs> Uh, you're both incorrect. It's called Man Eat Spaghetti in a Dryer. All right. Wow. Oh, well, there's that leaves nothing okay. to the imagination. I think they need a new writer. Uh, moving on. Number six. Ah, uh, yes. This uh, classic trivia game. Uh, Wait a minute. Is every episode the same? Or do they put they, do they put marshmallows in the dryer? Or is there something else? Nope. Linguini. It's a short season. Six episodes. <laughs> I don't care, uh, but I want to go on all these. Game classic shows. trivia game. A loser quote gets a face full of winners, but. Unquote twist. This competition also appeared on a Japanese variety show called <laughs> Downtown Nogaki no Taki. All right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm going to show you the picture on this one again. Okay. Uh, please do not look at the title. It's the second okay. one down. It's a trivia game. It looks quite naughty, but evidently okay. somebody who's won the Masters is in the background. <laughs> he does have a <laughs> green jacket. Okay, Bob. Uh, what did I eat for dinner? Uh, incorrect. Ty? Who did I eat for dinner? <laughs> Uh, it's called Head and Butt Trivia Face-Off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that actually would play here. That would play here this I day. I think you're right, Will. Uh, I think you're right. All right. Um, I said it would only be eight. It's actually ten, so bonus. Um, okay. Well, number seven here. Uh, this one, if you get this wrong, then you're kicked out. Uh, it, it sounds ex- like exactly what it is. The perfect consolation prize for anybody who's pissed they didn't qualify for losing. Contestants are launched at enor- enormous bowling pins and pushed down a sloped lane. Human bowling. Correct. How did you guess that? <laughs> well, then this one follows right up. It's the Western nickname for a game which appeared on a game show. As you may have guessed, good. it's basically the human version of your favorite Game Boy time waster where people jump through a shape of a body jump through a wall. Let like, me take like this one, Rob. I know you're it. ready. Go I know you got go ahead, it. Go ahead. Okay, Ty. I'm going to take a little bite off of what you just do, tried. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's a I'm going to throw this out there on a whim. Okay. Human Tetris. Bingo. Yes. Hot yes. shit. Yes. You guys are good. Okay, now this one, this one I really love. Uh, what happens when you strap binoculars to people's heads and make them play soccer? <laughs> oh, oh so binocular much. soccer. <laughs> happy, happy concussion time. <laughs> 
I want to see if there's one dude where they put the binoculars on backwards. <laughs> uh, I said there's 10, but the uh, printout's fucked up. So that's nine. It's incredible. Oh, that's fantastic. Well done, guys. Well done. I'd be willing to do any of those at my house on Saturday night. Just letting you know that. If you had the the, the, weird, the, the weird thing What's about What's the weirdest that? one you've seen? Well, there, is there a weirdest? <laughs> no the, shit, The thing right? to me that's weirdest is that the culture itself is generally pretty repressive. Yeah, but, but they, right. but when that, they, they have these shows and right. when like horrible, horrible things are happening to these people mm-hmm. and they show all these judges and they're just giggling, giggling mm-hmm. their little panties off. There was one where there's... Floor goes out or bottomless floor. Have you yeah. seen this one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they get up on these planks and then this floor pop, pops out and it's seemingly seemingly a bottomless pit. And so each each contestant's on a different plank. And so they ask the first contestant. They have some time as the plank recedes into the wall. They have to answer difficult quiz questions, math questions, yep. uh, celebrity style questions. And they're screaming, and then they fall. They fall into the abyss until one's left, and they're all laughing. Everybody's laughing. It's hilarious. Of course. Um, Well, I would tell you this. One of the weirdest ones I've ever heard of was a – it was not a game show, but it was actually a 24-hour show in which you could tune into it anytime. Kind of like a Truman Show All these game shows, by the way, are on – are done by the same company, and they're on – I can say almost like the same cable consortium network. Is it a Bill Todman, Chuck Barris production? (laughs) Ted Turner is involved. Um, There is one where a comedian, he volunteered. He starts out naked, no clothes or nothing. They put him in an apartment. He is not allowed to leave. And everything he gets for the apartment, they give him like the small little stipend of food. But he can win food, he can win clothing, he can win furniture. It's one year, and everything he wins, he has to call into radio shows in order to win them. And the the guy, if I'm correct... You mean from ongoing promotions on the show? Yes. And from what I I know... I think you've been cheated! (laughs) The guy, I think the guy went insane. I think... Well, he's not insane now, but he... They had to end it early. Yeah, they had to end the show early. Because the guy went nuts because he was just basically sitting around in a diaper. I respect the camera. Yeah. (laughs) Just like eating like little sprouts of broccoli because that's all he could get. Like it was a pretty rough situation. It's kind of like running man over there. I can see yeah, that. Like, uh, I think I went a little bit crazy trying to be the 107th caller for Q107 when I was trying to get that Bengals <laughs> record back in 1980-something. Every time I think about it, I think about, um, have you ever seen uh, one uh, hot, crazy summer with John Cusack? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the the uncle is trying to win on the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it, it makes me think about that, like like that guy going Finally wins crazy. and he pulls the, pulls yeah. the phone out of the wall. Yeah. Holy yeah. dog shit! You know what that God reminds me of is those guys Jizu. that uh, they've dedicated a ton of their lifetime to like looking at the numbers, the past numbers of the lottery, right. but then actually fucking hit it somehow. There's a guy in Michigan that you can buy. Sorry, I'll quit this shit. You can buy a um, you buy this program from him because he's won the lottery like five times. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, that wasn't it, enough. Now he's selling a program. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My random number well, generator awesome. is better than your random well, number Well, I'm generator. sure he has like a limo in front of like a trailer park home, like a single wide or something like that. This point, like, yeah. um, he's, he's got a magnet on it with a fire flame that says, you can win too. You're absolutely too. correct. Think about how, that culture. That culture is 
it's a weird oxymoron. Totally. That there are dirty ass manga comics that people read on the subway, yet you can't show genitalia. They're super polite. They have to have like some kind of outlet for all that restriction of their general cultural norms. Yeah, like uh, domestic violence there is way higher than it is That's here. True. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you know, because yeah. there, it's pent up fucking rage. It's, it's shitty there's to be a chick in Japan. No, it's got to be awful. There's also no, um, what do you call it, um, public intoxication laws. Like You can get as fucked up as you want in public. I read an article However, just However, you this step week. over the line and do one little thing. Yeah, spit, spit like a gum rifle. out on the sidewalk. And you're screwed. Yeah, yeah I um I read an article this week by a woman who's a, who's an American who would go over there and live, and she would she would be a stripper, over there. Okay. And the decency laws are really really harsh, and so it's like in Louisiana where it, they can't have tattoos; they have to like put makeup right. on them. Yeah, Stupid. yeah, they have but to cover on, them up. Yeah. And the these places would get raided all the time, yet directly above them was what was a brothel. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, wild what stuff. The fuck? Yeah, I had a friend who went through a divorce, and so he took a month off and went over to Japan and just, just to go bang ass. But or that, just to but get that very girl yeah. could go on TV and jerk some guy off, right? <laughs> while he sings right. karaoke, yeah. while he sings, uh, you know, Danger Zone. Uh, <laughs> there's the other thing about that show is that those I, 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 you can see this on YouTube and um, first of all I can't sing but those songs are so bad I think I can get so through bad. it I think so I can bad. get through it it's not you don't have there's no melody I mean it's, you don't, you're holding a note for a, a syllable right right well they do more than just would, the hand do you get job, to pick right? the, I don't know I, I saw at one point, I, the woman I saw had like a, a SARS mask I don't know what they're called a SARS I mask. saw that with and like spikes the, on the it spikes yeah I saw that one maybe he had would have a, a he might have an instinct yeah. to want to kiss her, or she might want to blow him. But I did see her go down, but she was just working it from there. With you her think hand. so? Because it, it, it showed well, him what's from the behind. Mask for? I mean, yeah. that's right. But because the there's some is? kind of perceived barrier there that you don't get to see. Oh, what the no! But why fuck? would it have the spikes? It had these spikes coming out of it. So I was odd. thinking because Japanese teeth are fucked up and they would turn them <laughs> off. <It's> English <laughs> racist, so racist. Hey guys, I'm gonna do this. Yes. This King cuts a song. I cannot get it out of my fucking head, by the way. Um, <laughs> I love this song. I want to break. I want to cut it. I want to come right. back because, Ty, you did. We were talking about comedy stuff. You did some stand up. Uh, Many lifetimes ago. I, I, okay. Yes, you did. All right. I don't know what you're getting to, but. Um. <laughs> well, we're going to get to it. There's a couple other things that you said. I, I want to come back. Is that cool with you guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I can come back for a few more minutes. Why <laughs> okay. not? Right. Why not? Absolutely. And, uh, we're going to stick to this. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you're the best uh, King Cutter. Don't cut him off with the legs. Oh. Uh, seen a few.
Goat Mouth Mammy Fuck. I was gonna kill a couple rappers, but they did it themselves. Everybody's suicidal, they didn't even need my help. They should have said elementary, I'd probably go to jail if I shoot at your identity and bounce to the left. Stuck a flag in my city, everybody's screaming, Compton, I should probably run from here when I'm done. To be honest, and I put that on my mama, and my baby boo too. 20 million walking out the court, baby, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, fuck the judge, I made it past 25, and now I was a little nappy-headed nigga with the world behind him. Life ain't shit, but a fat vagina screaming, honey, are you?